This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking with Kirk Nara, a partner at the law firm Wiley Rhine. Thanks for joining us today, Kirk. Thank you for having me. The HHS Office for Civil Rights recently issued a proposed rule calling for extensive revamping of the HIPAA privacy, security, and enforcement rules, as called for under the High Tech Act. What do you consider to be the most significant components of the proposed HIPAA modification? The proposed rule that HHS issued is implementing what the high-tech law already said they should be doing. So there are some very significant components of that, which I'll mention in a minute, but there are also things that we, we expected were coming, we sort of knew were coming, um, and HHS has basically said, well, they're not really in effect yet until we put them into the rule, but now they've gone ahead and at least proposed what the terms of that rule are going to look like. We've also seen on a couple of earlier timetables some other rules that have come into effect. There's been some other changes to the enforcement rule. There's been changes to some guidance about uh, the nature of encryption that's, that's required in the healthcare industry. There's been a very important regulation about uh, notification in the event of security breaches. So this is just another step in what's been a continuing evolution of the HIPAA privacy and security rules over the last few years. Let me mention a couple of the biggest changes, and then we can we can talk about some of them more specifically. Uh, when I look at both the, the law and the regulations, there's really three major areas of change. One is the enforcement that's out there. The government, under this new law and the new rules, has significantly more authority to issue penalties. The penalties go from a high of essentially 25,000 to a million five, which is obviously a dramatic increase. There's also new enforcement agencies with the state attorneys general of all the 50 states being able to enforce the rules. Um, there's a requirement to have notification of individuals in the event of security breaches, which is already starting to have a very significant impact across the healthcare industry. And then third, we have the extension of these principles to what are called business associates of people in the healthcare industry, basically the service providers who are out there. Service providers have always had to follow contracts about privacy, but now they have to follow the law as well, and so this is going to be a real challenge for uh, all the service providers to the healthcare industry in addition. Was there anything left out of the proposal um, for HIPAA modifications that you would have liked to have seen included? One of the things that HHS said at the beginning of its discussion in this proposed rule was essentially that it was going to not only put into effect what the high-tech law said they had to put into effect, but also make some changes to the rule based on their experience over the last several years in applying and interpreting and enforcing the rules. So that, in my mind, set the stage that they were going to make some other changes, but then they really didn't do much after that. So I think there was a little bit of a missed opportunity to, to correct some of the other issues that have come up in the past. They did, for example, <laughs> say that they were going to uh, find that medical records of people that have been dead for more than 50 years are no longer going to be subject to these rules. So that was one of the changes they made. I'm not sure that that has a lot of impact for people, but they didn't do as much as they could there. They also, I think, could have done more to deal with what's called a business associate contract which is the agreement that a hospital or a doctor's office or a health insurer has to sign with its service providers 
I think the guidance that they came out with was late. First of all, people have been trying to make changes to those contracts for a year and a half now. Um, they also didn't really tell us what should be in those contracts to reflect the new rule. I think, again, that's sort of a missed opportunity. There were some parts of the law that I thought were, when you read the statute, or were a little confusing, and I think HHS didn't really do a lot to try and deal with those confusing aspects. They really just applied the law as it was written and moved it over to the privacy and security rules. So I think we're still going to have some confusion uh, when these rules go into effect, although I, I should say that what's out now is a proposed rule meaning that the healthcare industry had a chance to give comments to the government and there will be a final rule issued in the future. So, again, we may see some more changes. We may see some of those open issues actually addressed in the final rule, even though they weren't addressed in the proposed rule. Based on the proposed HIPAA modifications, what are the most essential new steps that hospitals, physician groups, and other healthcare organizations should take to prepare for compliance? Well, first of all, I'd hope that their compliance efforts are already well underway. I mean, again, this law was passed back in 2009, and so most companies knew what the, the boundaries of this new set of principles was going to be as far back as that. At the same time, we know that there's going to be more enforcement, there's more opportunities for enforcement, and so one of the messages that was sent to the healthcare industry when the law was passed was, look, this is really an important thing. You've got to continue to uh, have a high focus on privacy and security compliance, and there's going to be more enforcement if you don't do a good job on it. So I would hope that people in the healthcare industry have been engaging in compliance efforts on an ongoing basis. We're seeing lots and lots of security breaches in the healthcare industry. It's not limited to the healthcare industry. We're seeing security breaches in all aspects of, of corporate America. Um, but the healthcare rules now make these breaches much more visible, and healthcare consumers are very nervous about what's going on with their medical information and their insurance information. So companies really have to put a very high focus on paying attention. Uh, to security breaches, being aware of problems, fixing problems quickly, acting on an ongoing basis to improve their security practices. Um, there do need to be new contracts with these business associates, again, the vendors or service providers in the healthcare industry. That's a very big project for lots of companies who might have hundreds or even thousands of vendors that they deal with if it's a big healthcare company. So, they have to spend some time and energy on redoing those contracts. There are some new provisions involving the marketing uh, that derives from the healthcare industry. There are some changes there, again, that are getting a lot of attention, and I think people really need to be focusing on that. But on the whole, I think this is really a good opportunity for companies to revisit their overall HIPAA compliance efforts. I mean, the, the high-tech changes were very significant, on the one hand, they didn't affect a lot of the provisions that are out there, but on the other hand, because of the new enforcement authority, I, I, I've certainly been encouraging the companies that I work with to use this as an opportunity to revisit all of their HIPAA compliance steps, make sure they're doing the right things, make sure they're still comfortable with where they are in connection with all of the HIPAA rules, because I think this is just going to be generating a lot more attention to these issues in the future. What about advice for business associates now that they have to comply with HIPAA as well? What should they be doing? The business associate community, I think, is still really trying to deal with all the implications of the new high-tech laws. And 
one of the most significant changes that came out of the proposed rule was that HHS actually has made this even more significant than we thought. The business associate community are the people that contract directly with hospitals and health insurers, for example. There are downstream contractors who are called subcontractors, and we didn't think when the law was passed that the new law was going to apply to all of those downstream contractors as well. HHS in the new proposed rule has said that no, it does extend to all of those downstream contractors, so there's a whole lot of new companies that have to follow the HIPAA rules, assuming that that provision becomes final, uh, then we're expecting it. So. What, we, what business associates need to do is they need to realize that they're now moving from a situation where they had contractual obligations to one where they have both contractual obligations and very substantial legal compliance obligations, and that any failures to meet those legal compliance obligations will be subject to potential enforcement at much higher levels. So it's really a double whammy for the business associate community. I think we're going to see some real challenges for companies who are only partially in the healthcare industry. If you're a service provider whose sole customer base is in the healthcare industry, you've been following these rules and hopefully you've developed a compliance program already. Where I think we're going to see more problems is for companies who provide services to lots of different industries with healthcare being only a little component of it because they're going to have to make some fairly dramatic changes across their entire business. From the business associate perspective, there's sort of two big categories that people need to be aware of. There's the HIPAA privacy rule, which sets forth what you can and cannot do with information that you get from your clients. That's actually not a very big area of change for business associates because they had to follow a contract before, and so the major impact is that they now have they have a legal obligation to follow what's in the contract. Where business associates and subcontractors are going to face dramatic changes is in connection with the HIPAA security rule because they now have to move from a contractual requirement under the old standards to have reasonable and appropriate security, which is obviously a very flexible and somewhat amorphous standard, now under these new rules, they're going to have to follow all of the elements of the HIPAA security rule, which is very detailed and very specific, and that's really going to be a major effort for most business associates who now are subject to these rules. Finally, based on your experience advising healthcare organizations, uh, what advice would you offer on how to ensure the privacy of electronic health records in general. There's an interesting development between sort of a, a dichotomy between what's going on with electronic health records in general and these privacy and security rules that are applied to them. The economic stimulus legislation is what led to these new privacy and security rules. That's a little bit of an odd jump. And the reason that economic stimulus legislation had privacy and security provisions is that as part of the stimulus legislation, there were incentives passed for healthcare providers to implement electronic health records. So on the one hand, we've had a goal across the country for the last few years of building up more and more electronic health records because there are some real benefits to having those records. At the same time that, that Congress gave with one hand these incentives, they took away with the other hand or they imposed, with the other hand, some new burdens to follow these new privacy and security rules. 
So what we're seeing is a desire to have more and more of these electronic health records because of the benefits on the quality of medical care, reducing expenditures, reducing unnecessary administrative costs, reducing unnecessary additional testing, but at the same time a real significant concern with privacy and security in those records. So it's an area that people have to pay a lot of attention to. There's a lot of moving parts right now, both in terms of developing standards for these records in developing the rules that are going to be used for the exchange of these electronic health records. And I think that that's really an area we're going to be spending a lot of time and energy and, frankly, money on over the next four or five years as the healthcare system really moves towards building these electronic health records and developing an effective system for healthcare providers and health insurers to exchange this information in a way that really presents some positive benefits for the healthcare system. Well, thanks very much, Kirk. We've been talking today with Attorney Kirk Nara. This is Howard Anderson of Information Security Media Group. Thanks very much for listening.